Hey everybody, thanks for listening to our San Diego Comic-Con 2019 interviews. We had a chance to chat with a ton of interesting folks who all happen to be working on some really exciting projects. You can find the Rated NA Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and every place else where podcasts can be found. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, at NerdAppropriate. Enjoy the show. And, uh, we've done this so many times, I don't even need notes for you. <laughs> I can just kind of riff and, and go from there. Excellent. Love that. <laughs> Marquia, welcome back. Yes. It's uh, 2019. I think last time I saw you in person, it was uh, the last day of Comic-Con. Yes, last uh, year, Yeah, we were, we were exhausted. It was like in. a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Everybody was packing up. How's your show going so far this year? Uh, well, it's good. I mean, it's uh, the Thursday of Comic-Con 2019. Thank you for t- so <laughs> doing my job for me, yes. Uh, so, yeah, yesterday was basically, you know, just getting in, doing some karaoke with some friends. Fun. That's you know, always fun. That kind of that kind of a thing. So today is my easy day. Nice. Um, Mine too. Tomorrow starts, you know, the, the panel madness. Mm-hmm. And Which ones are you excited for? Oh well, well I'm I'm on a I'm on a few. Oh, exciting! So I'm, I'm most excited oh for those. I'm, you know, I'll just toss it out there. Yeah, no, please tell yeah. me about your panel. I want to hear about it. Oh yeah, I'm doing uh, the diversity of Star Wars. Oh great! It's going to be at the Grand Horton Theater, uh, 3 p.m. Friday, and then also on uh, also that night, and you can come see a uh, Game of Thrones: A Reflection in the Future. Okay. Uh, that is at 7.30, 7.30 to 8.30. And then tomorrow to end it off, uh, well, I also have a meetup at Geek and Sundry at 5 p.m. at the Marriott. So that's, that's, so that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be really great. And then um, Saturday, I'm ending everything off with a panel with Movie Phone. It's called Happy Endings because there's a lot of movies that uh, we didn't really enjoy the ending of. I'm sure the audience didn't enjoy the ending of. So how about you do an ending for us, and then we have an improv troupe come out and do your ending. Oh, that's such a great idea. So, I love when panels fun. get creative like that. And I've been coming to these for a long time, and there's sort of few and far between when mm. there's actual exciting, new, interactive content like that. So that's a really great idea. That's super fun. Yeah. Well, the very first panel I ever did at Comic-Con was with Comic Book Live, and that was, oh, I think six years ago? I want to say six years ago. And uh, we were the improv group that would come as characters. I was Storm. (laughs) Uh, And we took questions and everything as our characters. And then improv. It was a fun thing. Very cool. So... Wow, a lot has happened in the past year. So what have you been up to from Comic-Con 2018 all the way to Comic-Con 2019? I mean, I follow you on social media, so it, like it was funny. All this stuff was about to happen for you last year, mm. and a whole lot of stuff happened for you. So let, let's talk about it. Uh, it. It was a heck of a year from from then to now. Um, I have done a great deal of things with uh, Nerdist and Geek and Sundry, including having my own show with uh, a number of things I did. Uh, I co-hosted Fangirling um, with Nerdist, and that was on Facebook. It's still on Facebook if people want to check that out for it. It was a, a reimagining or remake of the original Fangirling, mm-hmm. so technically season three, but also season one. Uh, people that are comics people know about this, oh, yeah. the renumbering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what happened. But I was doing that with uh, Danny Fernandez and Sam Maggs, uh, and we, we we did the thing. That was a really awesome. great show. Sam's, yeah. a, Sam's a great writer. I've played a number exactly. of her games and, read and part some of, of her Insomniac stuff too. games. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, so yeah, I did fangirling with her, Ask Your Black Geek Friend um, with Damien Portier, and um, also B. Dave Walters uh, for Geek and Sundry. Along with that, uh, host on DC Daily for uh, DC Comics, the DC Universe subscription service. Yeah, that's so busy. Yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah, that's th- those are the major things. Obviously, there were other yeah. stuff because life happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's and super exciting. Up to this point, it's <laughs> really great. So I think last time you were on, we had a, a big, long, nerdy conversation about a lot of Marvel stuff, because uh, you know I used to listen to your podcast uh, when you were on it. Yeah, and Marvel movie. Marvel news. movie news. Thank <laughs> you. Um, and. Now Endgame has been out. I, I want to know. I want to, and I think oh. the first time you were on the show when you were in the library, we we speculated many years ago. At this point, I think it's been a year or two at least. Mm-hmm. Um, what was going to happen uh, with, with Thanos? And with so, what, how did you feel about Endgame? What was your? Oh well, you know, many breakdowns uh, during that particular yeah. movie. They, I loved, I loved how it was an homage to us who have been on this journey for so long, and then also it. It, it also helped people that hadn't been on the journey as long as we have mm-hmm. to really get invested, to right. know that this is this is an ending, but it's also a beginning because that's what endings are. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like that's what Endgame gave us. Uh, I really loved that with Endgame, even though, yes, it was an ending, it also kind of reminded me in a way of Civil War where you got to see all of these different superheroes that if you didn't do, you know, go into the Captain Marvel, right. um, you know, see that movie. If you didn't see Spider-Man Homecoming kind of a thing where it's just like, hey, here's this character again, just showing you. We really think it would be a good idea if you just went ahead and it's really uh, checked brilliant. out this movie. No, I completely agree because it, they give each character a moment to shine. Mm. Um, even minor characters like, you know, like like Rescue, Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, Pepper Pot. She has a couple really great scenes. Yeah. Um, Are they like, hey, uh, did you not see Dark World because people said it wasn't great? Guess what? It's very relevant. I so know, how right? about How about you do exactly, a revisit? Right. Do a revisit yeah, on that one. A little, little scene with uh, <laughs> like a cameo by Natalie Portman. Yeah, I, I felt it was it was pretty fantastic, too. And, uh, you know, I left I left feeling super sad, I think, as many of us did. Not mm. not because of the, the death of beloved characters, because that was expected. Um, I think you and I both said everybody was going to die. That was sort of your, you're like, everybody's yeah. going <laughs> to that, that was my tagline yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, everybody's um, going to die. Everyone will die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were expecting everyone that, dies. but it was more that the status quo is changing now and we're not going to see those core characters in the films anymore. And it's, mm. it's strange because, you know, you and I have been watching movies like this for a long time, but this is the first time we've gotten to see characters repeat for years and years and years. Oh, yeah. Over a it's decade with the same of our people. lives. Right. And, and yes. you sort of fall, fall in love with the, the actors playing the characters as well. Mm-hmm. So to see them exit, um, you know, in a positive or negative way, I felt like Steve's exit was pretty was pretty positive. But I think that was the most positive exit yeah. that we could have had for our Captain America I for think that so first too. Captain America for yeah. people coming into the MCU. Right, I yeah. think so too. I mean, we don't really exactly know what his ending was, which is great. It's kind of mm-hmm. nebulous and strange. Like, what did he did he really return all the stones? Like, what a crazy saga that would be. Like <laughs> going one by one, you know, jumping through the timeline. I don't really get it personally, but uh, pretty fantastic for that character. What do you think is going to happen with the next phase? What are some of your uh, premonitions for? Uh, what, what you think is going to happen with the next slate of movies. I mean, we'll probably find out in a few days here. I'm assuming I know, at least right? a couple. Yeah. Um, well, there's a number of things. I, I feel like um, 
Marvel kind of started it off with when we had Marvel Netflix mm-hmm. where we had a uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones in the I session. I those already. I know, right? Aren't they beautiful? They were um, great. I mean, that might come back into play with um, Hulu, for instance. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know Disney has a lion's share of of that. Well, they they own they own a good amount of that yeah, because of the that's yeah the, because of the Fox merger. Um, so if it wasn't necessarily something that would be a Disney Plus property, I mm-hmm. think that they could continue forward with a number of other properties. Like we still have Squirrel Girl. Remember way back when where they were putting around um, a Squirrel Girl show? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I even had a friend that was involved in that, like cast in that. I'm going to have to reconnect with her to be like, hey, so. What's happening with Squirrel yeah, Girl? Yeah, I think that was being shopped around a free form at the time. Okay. Yeah, we had so, Milana Vintrub on the show, who I think at one time was attached. I know she ended up voicing Squirrel Girl in mm. the anime, but I, th- I believe at one time she was she was attached to be Squirrel Girl in the live action a number of years ago, and I don't know what happened with that either. So I was I was really excited for New Warriors. I thought it was going to be a thing. Right. Yeah. Well, I think um, subscription services could really benefit from going ahead and branching out mm-hmm. into those. So I think that is going to be a possibility. I really need for uh, grown-up Monica Rambeau oh, to yeah. be a thing, and actually in the MCU, not necessarily as a television property. Mm-hmm. I think we all need for I think that it's gonna happen. to be a thing. I, I think mean, they're setting it up. Yeah, I mean, with Maria Rambo, with like with La, uh, Lashana Lynch, just mm-hmm. totally nailing that. For oh, she us, was awesome to the point where she's now the new 007. I just saw that. Hey, unbelievable! Tell, tell me, you watching her? Yeah. just do her do in Captain oh, Marvel, yeah, yeah, yeah. and don't see a 007. No, it's great. It's like, stop. And that's funny. That film. Um, I've watched it a number of times since it's come out on digital and it really, it really, gr- I didn't dislike it the first time. I, I liked it, but as I watched it more and more and more, I, fa- I found more and more things that I enjoyed about it. And mm. her performance is one thing that I ended up really, really appreciating. It was upon so real. Viewings. It really it was. was. Thing. It's you like- could see a lot of anguish in her performance because she missed her best friend and she was a little messed up by it. Yes. Um, and that really, that, that. That was delivered really well when I watched it another time. I was kind of paying attention more to her than I was to Brie Larson a couple times and, mm-hmm. and really paying attention to her performance. I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've had a lot of hard-hitting things um, happen in the MCU. I think we could go a little bit more lighthearted but also hard-hitting. I mean, uh, Great Lakes Avengers. Oh, it would be great. <laughs> I would love to see like, any of those silly yeah. silly here's West Coast Avengers would be great, too. Yeah. That was a little bit a little bit more yes, silly. Yes, just yes, fun. yes. That would be great. Been. <laughs> so yeah, any of those would be great for Phase Four. I'm I'm hoping I uh, I've been hearing Dark Avengers rumors with the oh. the whole Norman Osborn Iron Patriot, and I went back and read those. I hadn't really. I mean, I skimmed them a long time ago, but I went back and read those recently, and it's a great storyline where you end up having like Avengers essentially versus Avengers, and uh, except for you know the Dark Avengers are all bad guys. It's just so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. I would love to see it. Yeah. I mean, there's a number of things they can do. They can um, go off of Logan a little bit more. I mean, go more into the refugee type of thing. Um, Have, um, oh gosh, it was uh, Jubilee and also... Uh, she's made all of diamonds, Frost, Emma Frost. Oh, okay. So um, Jubilee and Emma Frost, I could go down that storyline with the mm, two of them. That'd be so cool. You know, tie in to a Canadian, uh, well, refugees going into Canada could have that whole thing happen. Uh, there's so much, so there much really good stuff is. for them to play with. Do you think we're going to Singularity, be seeing... I could keep on. Yeah, I could keep, keep going. on. But no, no, go ahead with what you were saying. No, I was going to say, um, what do you think? I'm going to switch gears a little bit because um, you're like a wealth of Black Panther knowledge. What do you think... <laughs> 
if you were to pitch a plot line for Black Panther 2, what would you like to see? Because you know it's coming. You know Black Panther 2 is, yes. is in production. Not in production, but at least in pre-production at this point. I mean, we might as well say. <laughs> we might as well say. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I know I want uh, Daniel Day Kim to be Namor. I think Ooh. he would be an excellent Namor. Um, I mean, he's just he's just he's just got it he's got he's got the layers that are that are needed and then also uh physicality mm-hmm. that's oh dude yeah <laughs> but yeah. in any case with that i want uh the necropolis involved i would love for there to be um hints and shades of the illuminati like involved with um black panther 2 i know we're coming off for when we had you know end game and the such we know that okoye had to like step in and take over a lot yeah. Of things we we didn't see what Nakia's storyline was in that. I would be a okay with because of those five years um, that um, Black Panther was away. I would love for there to be Shuri having more of a personality change. I would love for Nakia to go more into that malice storyline, not mm. necessarily completely like with comics, right? But I would love for that to just to be that ooh those tinges of dark. To, to happen where it's like, well, yeah. you were away and the kingdom had to go on. Yeah, I'm very that curious kind of a thing. What, what Wakanda was like in the absence of so many of the royal fam, so members of the royal family. You right, know, what that exactly political was, intrigue. Yeah. And I mean, it seemed like she had it everything. on lock. It looked like, you know, just from the digital, her kind of running the show digitally when they had like the digital conference call, mm-hmm. like everything was, you know, the, the, the kingdom wasn't in flames. So, <laughs> <laughs> so things were okay, but still very interesting yeah, to see. And the world knew about them. Right. So it's like, what what's the hardship on them for taking up the slack for, mm. you know, because you have this world that uh, half of the people have disappeared. Right. Did you see uh, Far From Home yet? Uh, yes, yeah. yes. So I love, yeah. I love, love, love the intro to that film. They're showing what what the disappearance of all the people was like, first of all. And then the reappearance during the, the band scene where people are, are kind of flashing back onto the onto the, uh, uh, the basketball field. <laughs> it was it was wild. I mean, it's really interesting to see because... And, and I I'm, thought that was so cute, the way that they did that. It really was. It really was. Um, let's switch gears to uh, to Marvel TV and TV in general. So mm. what are you watching right now that you're incredibly excited about? Or what's the last thing you like really binged and, and dove into? <laughs> um, I, I el- actually, elementary... <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Elementary, uh, Star Trek, I'm looking forward to the new Picard. I know this is more of a, a comic book-oriented podcast. We though. do everything, so um, we I can mean, talk about it. I mean, Doom anything. Patrol, totally. How's Doom Patrol? Uh, I haven't watched it. Ama- oh, actually, it's really good. You know, it's, it's literally one of those shows where you feel like, you know, when you come to a certain age, you're like, oh, okay, I have my favorite shows. Yeah. Nothing is going to replace in this list. Yeah. And then you watch something like Doom Patrol, which... Um, pays so much homage to like Morrison's original run but also is set beautifully like in today's times mm-hmm. and feel also feels that it barely had a shoestring budget to put everything together so it's like the acting and the characterization that really drives it home yeah I very much enjoyed Doom Patrol really it, everybody I've talked to nuts. says it's great but I'm it's just great. like I'm on the fence about getting a new subscription service so. oh I understand so it's a little <laughs> hard for me to dive in but um I definitely want to check it out. I think the cast looks great. I think their premise is just fantastic. So 
Um, I, I mean, the last thing, I, along with everybody else, I think I watched Stranger Things Season 3. I just saw the giant Russian guy. I don't know if you've watched <gasps> yes, it yet. Yes, I've watched He was I've in the Bayfront. Yeah, he was in the Bayfront standing there. I was like, oh, Lord, I'm 6'2". He's probably, I'm not kidding you, 6'7". Because <laughs> I was like, holy moly, I walked past him. The guy was just a, an absolute giant. I can't imagine. Um, I very much enjoyed the third season. It was great. I liked it better than the second season. Me too. Uh, definitely. Me too. It I felt, felt like, like an action film. Yeah, it, it felt like a coming of age. I mean, you really like invested into the era type of thing, but with also the supernatural creepy twist. Yeah. Which, you know, I enjoyed. And yeah, then I did too. There's, there's a, a number of character developments that happened with it that I enjoyed. I thought it was about time mm-hmm. for some characters to do what they have done and then for other characters to um, uh, step into the limelight in their own way. I agree. I, th- I really like how there was essentially three different stories that ended up uh, converging at the end, too. So you had, like, mm. the Scoops Troop, and then you had, you know, all the kids, <laughs> and then you had Hopper and, and uh, Winona Ryder running around doing their thing. And at the end, they all come together. I thought that was great. And you were just, like, dying for them to all meet up finally. Mm-hmm. Never felt like it was going to happen. And when they did, they had those really those really great moments. It literally felt like a an RPG, like a TTRPG, a tabletop RPG. Yes. Like uh, Tales from the Loop or something like that. After I finished it, I was like, I need need to play more RPGs. Oh my gosh. I'm so silly. So I I come from a background of tabletop RPGs and I like I worked on a D&D game a long time ago and I'm just like such I haven't played in probably 4 or 5 years. Oh, it's yeah, waiting since, for since you. My, since my kid was born, it I just wants haven't you back. I know, I'm dying. What are you what are you playing right now? Oh, uh, it all depends. I mean, you I were I some I tend stuff to on Geek and Sundry, right? I remember yes, seeing yes, you. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. I've done a, a number of episodes of uh, Game the Game with uh, Becca Scott. And uh, like we just did the Walking Dead game, I very much enjoy doing um, Talisman Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a heck of a game. We did that for International Tabletop Day. I, I think that I think that might have hit my top ten list of favorite Aww. games, just because it was Talisman, and then it was also Batman. So yeah. I got to play as the Joker. That's so much fun. Oh, so much fun. Uh, so yeah, that I mean for RPGs, um, Laser and Feelings, uh, Lasers and Feelings. I'm um, also uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Cool. Got to to do um, a campaign of that Pathfinder. I paid. For, I played for the first time ever. How I've never played. I played um, Kingmaker and did that. Uh, that was with Geek and Sundry. And yeah, that was a whole lot of fun. It's just it's just different mechanics than you're used to. Mm-hmm. But you 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 get it. It's just it's like shifting your paradigm. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. You just shift your spectrum over just a little bit to be like, okay, a little bit more mechanics oriented, but still hella fun. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What's it like and this is a, it's just a silly question, but <laughs> Geek and Sundry's like, Hey, we want you to come over and play Games. What, I mean, that's got to be the coolest. <laughs> that's got to be the. I mean, people say that because I, I I work in games too. Um, yeah. I still work in video games. People are like, so you get paid to play video games? And I'm like, well, that's part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. and. It kind of, after a while, it's not like the most exciting thing. I guess if you're if you don't do it for a living, it must just feel like the most fantastical thing ever. But what's it like when you just get to, to hang out and play games? I mean, that's got to be super super cool. Like getting paid for it and yeah. like hanging out. And play games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, when you when you uh, you know get get that ask and that ask can happen right. in a in a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the basically the first thing that you do is like, okay, do I know this game? I do know this game. 
great mm-hmm. and you know off to the races with it or it's like do I know this game I don't know this game as well as I should if I'm going to do this in front of people I am going to know everything about Lots this of game research, huh? yeah because it's like when you're when you're playing it yes it is it is fun mm-hmm. but it's also it's it's a performance it's it's like I'm, I'm not going to equate it I'm a theater major mm-hmm. um, so I'm not going to equate it with doing rehearsal to actually put on a performance uh, to then put a show like a live show in front of people right. it's but it's a cousin of that mm-hmm. so it's you you make choices that are not only in your character but are also good for the game and good for the audience. Mm-hmm. Like you are extremely aware of all that. There's there's a lot of muscles that are being flexed for you to do that. And and then also enjoy yourself because oh my god it's fun. I know. It's it's so, so much, much fun. fun. It's super so fun. yeah, so because it's not just being able to just like chill hang whatever i'm gonna show up like whatever you have to be entertaining right yeah especially when you do it on a professional level it's like exactly you're people are going to watch you play it's not like a you mm -hmm. know a game in your basement with your buddies where you you know everyone's drawing dog butts and making silly jokes all day long (laughs) i mean that's part of it but yeah yeah so it's it's like it's it's a performance but it's also being socially responsible Mm -hmm. with um your you know the character choice and what you do and being socially aware um at the same time so for all of that and including the performance aspect of it, the acting aspect of it, mm-hmm. the research that you do do for that. I mean, you we, we, we do extensive it. backstories for, you know, what we're doing mm-hmm. for when when we're there that you only see like a tip of the iceberg there. But, you know, it's a driving motivation for right. for everything else. Yeah, and I, I feel like people respond to that. I feel they like do. they do. Otherwise, it's been really it would be a dead industry right. if they didn't. And it's exploding. <laughs> it's wonderful to see yeah. so many of these RPG, um, you know, becoming just like you know little little empires of their own. You know, oh, like indeed. Adventure Zone, indeed. And of course, yeah. Critical Role. Just yeah. like all these people oh. are just like so successful, just basically using their imagination. And, and thousands and thousands of people tune in to watch them play, which is just super cool. Yeah, I did a one-shot with Critical Role. Um, a, oh my gosh, a, so fun. My Little Pony one-shot. Oh, that's yes. so great. Yeah, I was Trixie Gadgets. <laughs> it was so... It's, it's on YouTube. That's so, so great. So if anybody wants to check that out. Yeah, it those is, guys are super It's an nice. amazing time. Yeah, amazing time. They're super... They're, they're wonderfully kind people, too, which is, I think, one of the reasons why they've been so successful is... They're aware that they have lightning in the bottle and they don't yeah. take it for granted, which is always nice to see um, when good things happen to good people. That's sort of one of the things I, I love of, about this industry. Like when you see like wonderful people have wonderful things happen, it's super nice. Some of the most excellent people that you could know. Yeah, they're yeah, really, really nice. definitely. Um, I want to dive back into the Wayback Machine uh, before we get out of here and ask you quickly, okay. um, what was your very first convention? I don't know if <gasps> I've ever asked you this before. Oh, wow. Um, I want to say my very first one was <laughs> Megacon, Megacon in Orlando. <laughs> and I am very certain that my very first one was me as I know there's a term booth babe okay <laughs> uh, it was me doing that it was for an international company they were I remember the outfits were soccer like referee inspired okay. and I want to say that it was more of a tech type of a thing but okay. I was at Megacon Megacon is your first yeah. one yeah I think um, Megacon was one of my first larger ones my, my mom actually drove me I grew up in South Florida so my mm. mom took me before I could drive 
to Orlando MegaCon, um, I think when I was maybe 13 or 14. <laughs> and I, I remember meeting Todd McFarlane and like freaking out because like Spawn was big at the time and like I met him and it was like, you know, and I had my amazing Spider-Man that he that he drew and I was just like freaking out uh, big time. And that was my first big one. My first little one was a tiny little like hotel Star Trek convention. Oh, nice. And I met John Delancey who played Q. And he signed a cue ball for me. And it was my first, I think that was like my first time I ever saw like a celebrity as a little, I was probably like 10 or 11. Yeah. Um, Like, well, he would go around snapping his fingers before it was a Thanos thing. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And it just, I think honestly, from that very first, very first Star Trek convention, I was kind of hooked. I was like, this is crazy. I can meet Q and I know. Sign like stuff. people do this. This is yeah, this is great. This is great. Um, so where can people find you on social media and what are some of the big things that you have coming up this year? Okay, well, right now I've had a number of my contracts uh, kind of come to a natural end. So it is literally I'm uh, at the point where I am pitching things around. So I guess this time next year I'll be like, oh, yeah, remember when I said I was pitching things around? Um, so this, this, and that. So we'll see for that. But in, in yeah. be- you know, in between that time, uh, you can catch me on uh, Callisto 6 um, at Geek and Sundry. Uh, depending on when this goes out, mm. um, you will see me as uh, the reporter Hakeem Safia uh, that does the recaps for the adventures. And depending on when this comes out, who knows what yeah. you'll see by that point. But you can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Markeia McCarty. That's M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. I still remember that. I'm yes. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm sure um, if we don't have you on before next Comic-Con, we'll probably meet up at a hotel floor someplace in 2020. Or a library. (laughs) Yeah, in 2020 and talk about all the other crazy stuff that's been going on. But thanks again for coming out. It's been super fun. Yes, absolutely. I I always enjoy this. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our 2019 San Diego Comic-Con interviews. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at NerdAppropriate, and subscribe to the Rated NA podcast on the platform of your choice. Thank you!